Welcome to Tice Talks, where we discuss all things faith and family. Today's topic is getting back on track. The new year has come. And it's gone. And you said at the beginning of the year, I've set my New Year's resolutions and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to go. I'm going. And now it's into the new year. Dun, dun, dun. How's that gym membership going for you? <laughs> but I know. Want... So, wait, I know some people out there said, uh, not me. I've never even said any. I quit setting New Year's resolutions <laughs> because. I don't and, think they're biblical. I don't th- <laughs> I don't, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Well, before we get into how to get back on track, let's talk about all of the awesome, whatever will be, will be. That's right. I remember Doris Day, and I would sing that, and Mom would say, that is not true. Whatever will be, will not be. (laughs) I remember being like, oh, I didn't even know what I was singing. That is doctrinally incorrect. It was. And she taught me. And she's right. She is. But I'd still like to sing. I was like nine singing it. (laughs) She taught me so much. She's still teaching me to this day. So we had some amazing goals that we got to hit here at Liberty Baptist Church this past year of 2023. It's amazing to see the goals that have that God has accomplished through his church. And we just wanted to share some of the incredible things that God did here at Liberty. Yeah, at the beginning of the year, we said we wanted to get the gospel to— as many homes as we possibly could. That's always a goal. Our theme is developing disciples for Jesus Christ. And so we focus on getting people out 12 times this past year. We had outreach Saturdays where we sent people out just going blitzing in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. And those are always so much fun. Some of you guys are like, what is blitzing? Blitzing is just when your family goes out and you put flyers on the doors of the people's houses. You don't even talk to them. It's just flyers about the church that have the gospel on it and directions to the church where they can learn more about Jesus. Somebody said to me one time, who's not a pastor, said, don't you think that's a little passe? Every week we have people who come to our church, new people who come to our church, and they say, well, somebody left this flyer on my... I don't know how many... I really cannot tell you. It may not be every week, but I cannot tell you how many times people have said, I've said, how did you find out about the church? Well, somebody just came by and left this on my door. And uh, I just think we need to do everything we can. Oftentimes people will say, well, I'm going to do a social media post, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. But they don't do the hard work of just walking door to door. Look, if all I've got, when we came to Las Vegas, all I had was two legs, well, actually four because your mom walked with me, but and, <laughs> and we went door to door to door to door. That's You say, why did you do that? Because we had no other thing to do. Yeah. So, But I think that what was amazing was when we did that, people would come, not necessarily the doors we went to, but people would come, and I think God just blessed the fact that we were out there trying to sow seed. People. Yeah, we were mm. sowing seed. You, you, uh, Sumner Wimp used to say, you can't grow crops if you don't plant seed. You've mm. got to plant the seed. So We love doing that just in our neighborhood even. Yeah. About once, once every month or two months, we'll just go around, and we meet neighbors that way. We don't even knock on ever anyone's door, but we'll see people that'll be out and just be like, oh, we're your neighbor, and we're inviting people to the church. And we have seen so many of our personal neighbors come to church 
And it's been so, it's been amazing. We have some that are faithful attenders just by, we don't, we don't even see them in our neighborhood, but we see them at church. Just, just um, yesterday, uh, my wife and I were out walking around the neighborhood and we just, we just walked down the neighborhood because we just want to walk for health's sake. And uh, we saw a house that had been vacant and somebody was moving in. So we walked up to him and said, Hey, uh, how you doing? Uh, you, you're new in the neighborhood. He said, oh, yeah. I said, and he asked me some questions about the HOA. And I said, I said, hey, let me give you something. And I invited him to church. His name was Jordan. So I, I told him about a special event that was taking place at the church. And, uh, and he said, oh, I'd love to come. And so he's coming. He'll probably be at, ch- at church tomorrow. And that's, that's just out talking to people, sowing seeds, so, so important. So, so getting, the, uh, getting people in Las Vegas to hear the gospel our number one goal. Our number one goal. And building disciples. So, so after that, what else did we have going on? Well, we had the Maximize Life Conference. Oh, that we was had, fabulous. We had Philip Alsop here from... Dr. Philip Alsop. Dr. Philip Alsop, <laughs> that's right. Uh, and it was great. We do- t- talk about family. We talk about life. We talk about things that are so, so important. That was great. I was able, uh, because the church sponsors me, I was able to go to... Uh, 21 different churches all across the all country. across the country from from uh, Pennsylvania to Florida to, to Denver everywhere uh, yeah <laughs> he Southern was all California. over the place yeah uh, and God provided for us to do that we were able to minister to to 21 different churches we and it's we, incredible what they do when they go they teach on the family and they teach it's kingdom family principles yes. on how to apply biblical principles to your family and how to how a wife can learn to love her husband, how a husband can learn to love his wife practically, and how can children really be a blessing in the home, how we to give, train the children. We give 14 practical truths for raising children. I've had so many older people come to me during those conferences and say, where were you? I had one guy say to me, where were you? Where were you 60 years ago? I said I was nine years old. (laughs) (laughs) I was being a terror. Yeah. (laughs) You wouldn't have wanted me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It was a great blessing. And I met what what is good for me personally when I'm traveling and doing that is this I get to meet so many preachers that are really on fire for the Mm. Lord. And it makes me realize that no matter what the media is saying, no matter what's going on in the minds of uh, or what 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 we're being told about how horrible how horrible everything things, is. There, yeah. There's so many great works of God being done mm. by great preachers in big churches and small churches. Great works of God. Wow. And and if it if you're let me just say this if you're pastoring a church and uh, you're wondering wow what's what's happening just keep being faithful because I'm telling you. Uh, God is working in our country, mm. and God is doing some wonderful things. And just keep just keep on going. It, it, what a blessing it is to be in a church. One of the last churches I was in had forty people on a regular basis. The fact of the matter is, He's faithfully doing that in a town of seven thousand people. Oh wow! And they are the light on the they, hill. They, that's in it. Their, they, in are, their city. they are the light. Keep shining the light. Keep being the salt. So if anyway. you're if you're interested in visiting. When Pastor Tice is in your area, you can go to davidtice.com and you can see where he will be for this upcoming year. You can go and see where he's traveling to next, 
or if you're interested in booking him for your church, you can go to davidtice.com and you can request to book him as well. So he was doing that 20 some weeks out of the year last year, but we also is amazing the church, the growth we've seen at Here, Liberty. Yes, we've seen this year we uh, we've averaged well over a thousand people in services. We probably have twelve or thirteen hundred uh, members now, and uh, we had one hundred and twenty-five new families join the church this year. That's just absolutely amazing. Families, not just people. One hundred and twenty-five new individual family units yes. that join the church. Praise God. That's we, the most we've ever had in one year, yes, right? Yes. We God have, is God is working. That's the thing. Like when we share these numbers with you, it's not to say, look, look at what Liberty is doing. God wants to work in your church. He wants to use you and he can use you. You just have to be the willing vessel to do it. That's right. We saw over a hundred people follow the Lord and believers baptism. We saw, oh, Amazing. This is a prayer since 2009, actually before that. We've, uh, in 2009, we came to a point where we had a $2.1 million debt on our properties. That was after. That, that number is just so hard for me to even think. Like, I have a hard time thinking about the national debt. I, like, that's like an, a, a number I can't even comprehend. <laughs> but $2.1 million is still a big number in my mind. Yeah. Well, we were, we were, uh, we we had built and built and we'd helped churches and we'd done so many st- but at that point uh, we decided that look we have to eliminate this debt that was in what 2000? 2009 okay i remember cuz trey was just little and you had talked about one of the big thing was we don't want to leave a debt for the next generation yeah and i thought oh no the, the what what they you can create did create their own debt right <laughs> which I'm sure we will. Yeah. But it was amazing. It, it put my heart into it having a one-year-old at that time. Yeah. I thought, I want to, you know, I don't have a lot of money, but I want to help pay off this debt so then Trey doesn't inherit the debt and that he has a place that is paid off that they can come to church at and they can be part of it. And you did so many things yeah. for the last 15, yeah, 14 years to pay this debt off. Yeah, well, we started a... a, a uh, ministry called the Grand 1000 Club and asked people to join uh, the, the Grand 1000 Club by giving $1,000 a year. And then uh, that would be $84 a month. If they gave $84 a month, they could give it $1,000 over a year's period. And so many people joined that. I think there were somewhere between four and 500 people, families, over the last several years have joined the Grand 1000 Club, and and we were not only able to, we were not only able to pay off the debt. We were actually able to, uh, we wanted to pay off the debt, but we, there were building projects that we were involved in. So we we've probably done about five hundred thousand dollars worth of building projects. More, more than that, <laughs> yes. yeah. To get to and and more than the two point five or yeah, one million. Two point one million. See so, these numbers, I don't so get. So we have God has used that and the people that have been involved in giving. And December 31st, we actually had a mortgage-burning ceremony in the church and uh, celebrated the Grand 1000 Club and the paying off of the debt. So that, oh, so, praise so God. That for the first time in 32 years, Liberty Baptist Church is debt-free. Wow, isn't that so, so 
awesome. God is so good. Yes. But yeah, that's something that we've been looking forward to. If you walk into our main auditorium, those of you who are members and have seen this, I get asked every so often, what are those big trees on either side of the auditorium for? And if you walk in, there's these massive wooden trees. Now, they're not three-dimensional trees, but they're just up against the wall. Plaques on the wall. They're yeah. plaque, a huge plaque. And then there's little gold leaves all over the trees. And those represent everybody that was part of the Grand 1000 Club. They could dedicate a leaf to somebody that they wanted to dedicate a leaf to. So you'll see names all over those trees because the, it's dedicated to either a grandma or a future. A lot of children are on the trees because the parents want to dedicate that to... Every one of our grandchildren are on there. Yeah. Yes, so. a couple times. So, <laughs> <laughs> But that's, that's what that's for. So we did a lot to get that done, and it's really neat to see yeah. the Lord work. So... It's been great. This year has been absolutely amazing with the Maximize Life Conference. The Our summer missions, interns. The summer interns were great. We had uh, the missions conference, and, and during the missions conference, I think there was like three hundred and fifty to $400,000 that was wow, committed to missions. Uh, we had three wonderful summer interns. Yeah. We had Camp Liberty and, and, and dozens of children. A trusted Christ as Lord and Savior through Camp Liberty. It's We've had just, our public school Bible clubs where yeah. we've seen families come to the church through the public school Bible clubs. So the question is, how does how did all that happen? And the the, the answer to that is, we set some goals, hmm. and we and we and we determined we were going to reach those goals, and we put together some very measurable means of reaching those goals. And, if, and which brings us to our subject today, and that is getting back on track. Right, because some of us now it's mid-January or maybe you're listening to this a little bit later and you think, oh, man, I had such high hopes. I, you know, I bought the workout program. I, I chose to get, to, you know, I decided I'm going to meal plan this week or I'm going to read my Bible every day. I'm going to read through the Bible in a year. And now you've realized, oh, I am not on a reading streak. Oh, I've skipped so many days of working out or whatever it is that your goal was. But how do I get back on track? So you might be like me, like uh, uh, you're on a diet and then you walk into a party and then you see all this stuff sitting there. This has happened to me last night. I walked in and I thought, oh, oh, man, and it smelled so good good and I'm trying to lose weight and I've been so good but there was brisket from <laughs> famous Dave's brisket and it smelled so good and I said you know what the Atkin diet says you can eat all the meat you want <laughs> I think tonight I'm going Atkins <laughs> so I got me some meat and I ate it and uh and uh, it, it it was amazing. So, <laughs> but how do we get keep on track? Because it is it's so easy to fall off the wagon. Let me give you let me give you some clues. First of all, remember this: we are always growing. It doesn't matter who we are; we are always growing. And I'm not yes. talking necessarily uh, physical weight growth. wise. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we are we are always gr growing, and we need to be always growing. And don't part of growing is falling down. A baby doesn't. 
isn't born able to walk. A baby learns how to roll over. A baby mm. then begins to move its legs and then begins to crawl, and then pretty soon it begins to walk. But even as it begins to walk, it's holding on to a table, and yeah. then from time to time, as it lets go of the table and it, and it stands there wobbling, then then it begins to walk, and it gets pretty good at walking. But even as it's walking, and by the way, it takes about a year to learn how to walk well. So remember this, when you're learning to walk, you fall down. I don't know, about a month ago, I flipped and uh, fell uh, down uh, myself, and I'm uh, 41, uh, so... <laughs> So continually growing. So that's exactly right. I was going to say when you get to, even adults fall down, uh, we just don't fall down as often. And we often. just don't give up. That's right. You, because you fell does not mean you stop walking. That's right. Proverbs says this, that a, a righteous man falls down seven, seven times, times and he gets back yes. up. That's the difference between a righteous man and an unrighteous man. So you got you to gotta remember this. We're all growing. Hmm. Jesus, the Bible says about Jesus in, uh, I think it's Luke 2.42, it says that he grew in wisdom, that is mentally. He grew uh, in stature, that is physically. He grew in favor with God, that that is spiritually. And he grew in favor with man, that is socially. So we all are growing in these areas. That's such a profound thought when you think about Jesus being willing to withhold, as God, withhold knowledge from himself. The only other time that I know that he does that is with the next, the coming, the second coming, is he withholds knowledge from himself. Just, I love thinking about things like that. I'm like, that's, our God is amazing. He is. He is absolutely amazing. So when I fall, how do I get back on track? Here's the deal. In order to get back on track, you need to have a track. You say, what do you mean by that? Hmm. Well, in your life, the things that you're successful at, you have a pattern for. In your life, you're successful at dinner, let's say, Mm -hmm. okay? And I like to use this as an illustration. We say, okay, every night at five o'clock, we're going to have dinner. You you have a pattern for that. Um, If you're you're working a job, I don't care if it's a minimum wage job. If you're a, um, if you're or if you're a multimillionaire and you and you have a business, there's a there's a pattern you have. Your pattern is uh, if you work three to eleven to be to be up, take a shower and get to work at three o'clock, and then you work till eleven o'clock in in the evening. If you work swing shifts out out here in Las Vegas, if you're uh, if you work a daytime shift, maybe your job is from eight o'clock till. Uh, four o'clock in the afternoon. Maybe that is your shift, that that's where you work. You have a pattern for it. How do you get to work every day? You you know, you got a car, you have a car, you know you have a, uh, you have to be in that car for 15 minutes in order to get to the place that you're supposed to be, and you know you're going to be there at eight o'clock. That's what you do, and you have that pattern. So you're successful whether I'm again, I'm not talking about how rich or poor you are. You're successful at getting to your job every day because you've established a track, hmm. a track. I, years ago, I took you kids to Nebraska and we went to a place called Scotts Bluff where the wagon trains went through. Yeah, and they and it showed where the ruts were still there after a hundred years. Uh, the the ruts were still wow. where the wagon trains went through, and I thought that's absolutely amazing. Why? Because the earlier earliest people established the trails and the ruts have continued and in that mud, that hard mud. 
what we do is we establish patterns in our life. Now, if you're late for work one day at 8 o'clock, you don't say, oh, I give up. I, I, I was late for work. Never going to work again. Uh, yeah. Always going to be late. Yes. Uh, you don't do I'm that. I'm a loser. <laughs> You've, you have a track. You have yeah. a track that you go, this is what I'm going to do. And you follow that track. So you, if you don't have a track, you have nothing to go back to. Hmm. So we have to do that with the spiritual walk in our life. Okay, so... Uh, I, I decide at, on January 1st, I'm going to stop eating certain foods. And I'm going to eat, uh, all I'm going to eat is hot dogs uh, and bananas and sour cream. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to eat, all right? So th- that's, this, is my, this, is the tra- this is the track that you're establishing. Yes. Uh-huh. Hot dogs, bananas, and sour cream. That is like way more unattainable to me than green beans uh-huh. and and. Chicken. Okay. Just, just for sake of illustration, okay. I think I want to puke. So, hot dogs, hot dogs, bananas, and sour cream. That's what you're going to eat. So you start, and you start doing that. Well, the third day you're into it, somebody says, "Can I take you out for a steak dinner?" And you say, "No, I'm, I'm on my hot dogs, bananas, and sour cream, and that's all I'm going to do." And then you're, you and you do okay. But about the fifth day, you're walking through a. Uh, a store buying something, and man, there's a hot fudge sundae that somebody's, and you think, oh, and you blow it. Do you say, oh man, I blew it? Well, let's see, I'm, I'm going to go get some whatever and get, no, you don't. You say, okay, I blew it, but that's okay. I still have get a track to track. go back to. I have a track to go back hot to. Hot dogs, sour cream, that's right. and bananas. Tomorrow I go back to my, <laughs> and you don't, you don't condemn yourself because you fell, you yeah. just get back up. People need to do that with with prayer. You do that. You say, "Okay, I'm going to pray every day at a certain time." And I you really have believe, your prayer list. Yes, you have your time. You have yeah. what you're going to do. So you you mess up and you don't do it for a couple of days. That's okay. You can go back to it. Mm-hmm. I, I I use the you version for the Bible. Yeah. And you know what has kept me consistent? This streak. If, that if, it yeah. Says. If you if you if if you go for 20 days and then you. Don't listen one day. It says, oh, you had a 20-day streak, and you loser. I mean, yeah, it doesn't like... say it that way. You, you're a loser. Cause, and so, uh, uh, I just heard a lady that said, could you please just remove that? She was doing it, and she's a, she's a famous actress. And she said, I love doing the YouVersion Bible app, but can you just remove the streak for us to not see it? Because... <laughs> Be it, let it be hidden, not right there. So when I'm like, I'm like, I got was at 98, and then I missed it, and then it was in my face. And then it's like, you're back to zero. <laughs> yes. You think, man. But the thing is, there is a track for you to but, get yeah, back on Yeah, but there's a track to get back on. If yeah. you're saying, I'm going to listen to one chapter of the Bible, and you miss a day, and the, and you get streaked, whatever that is, you 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 can go back. You What I'm saying is... The successful people aren't people who fall down and, and stay down. They're, yeah. they're people who set goals. You have to set goals for Bible reading. You have to set goals for eating. You have to set goals for... For exercise, all of that. Yes, thank you. So you set you set different goals for, for what you want. Wisdom, mm-hmm. stature, in favor with God, and favor with man. I always set goals to do setups every day. Hmm. I, I think I did... Like three days in a row. <laughs> this past <laughs> this past month, I did three of those. But I did some other things that went along with that that helped me out. Uh, so, but and I've got this 
I got this little thing in my office that reminds me I'm supposed to do setups every day. The deal is I have a track. I have a track. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a plan. So, so. But you, having those, having, like you said, the physical for, for Neil and I, for about at least 10 years, every year we have written down our, be, we normally do this in December. We have a, a date where we call it the goals date and we write out, we've done this before we go on our date. So we put our own personal physical goals, our spiritual goals, our mental goals, and we put all those down and we write out what we want to do. And then on our date, we share what we want to do. And then we make a goals list together of what we want to do together as a couple. And it's been really fun. It's fun at first when you're first married to think of what you want to do in the future. Like, wouldn't this be cool to, wouldn't this be neat if we'd be able to accomplish this? Wouldn't it be great if we could do this or go go here? Wouldn't this be neat? And that's really neat to dream with your spouse, but it is even so much better to be 10 years in your marriage and look back five years and be like, wow, this actually got done. Yeah. And on that goals list, we put not just our goals of physical, mental, and spiritual. We also write out, we call them our big, hairy, audacious goals. Like, these will never happen. But wouldn't this be so cool? And we put those down on there as well. And then under that, we put our schedules of how is this going to actually get accomplished. Oh, that's very good. And that's the track, though. Yes. That's that's the how are we going to get so when— when I when I want to make sure I'm working out five days a week, what workout am I going to do? When will I do it? Where will my what exercise clothes will I have? Where will the remote be in the morning to press the button? <laughs> yes. Because all those things will stop me from working out. That's exactly if, right. If they're not done, and same with Bible reading, what will I do? When will I spend time reading my Bible? every day. What will I be studying? When and and what's neat is once you're doing it and you realize this you might be in a season of life that you're like, so right now, maybe you decide, I'm gonna read my Bible, you know, all the way through this year. And it's January 17th. And you're like, man, I I didn't know what a big commitment this was. And then you're filling down. Well, you know, during your season of life, you might be needing to read one chapter of, chapter of Proverbs every day for the year. You might need to be doing a Bible study along with other people that will help help keep you accountable. You might need to be doing one of the different Bible plans. So when you're thinking through the schedule, it's okay to reevaluate when you're like, oh, I'm such a loser. I can't do any of these goals. No, reevaluate your life and be like, is this actually right to do with me and my four kids right now? I have four little babies that are six and under. Is this really wise of me to do? So thinking through what is good for your season of life is so helpful of getting you back on track. So instead of I'm going to read the whole Bible through in a year, maybe I'm going to read five verses with my kids every morning. That's good. Let me, let, me, let me add one other thing because this is so important. What about the person that sets their goal to eliminate something from their life? Hmm. I'm going to eliminate smoking oh, from my life. Oh, that's really good. Or what am I going to do to yeah. eliminate drinking from my life? Or I'm spending too much time on social media or I'm spending too much time uh, 
Hey, hey, of, now you're getting personal. So, so <laughs> I'm so, we can talk about the smoking, drinking all we want. <laughs> oh, no, but really, yeah. What, so, what do you do? Here's what you need to do for this. This will really help you. You replace. Don't just take something out of mm. your life. Fill that void with something else. That's good. If you're going to take something out of your life, fill it with some activity. If you're if during the time that you would normally do that thing, determine that you're going to go for a walk or determine that you're going to have a personal conversation with somebody rather than uh, rather than uh, texting somebody. If you want to, if you want to improve in that area, if you want to, if you're not going to eat something, then do something else to replace it. I find this that's a whole lot easier not to eat if I am busy doing something. Hmm. So replace the negative with something with positive. positive. Oh, that's okay. so good. So stay on track. Set up a track. If you fall off the track, get back on the track. You, you'll know this is what you're supposed to be doing. And even if you don't do it for two or three days and you feel guilty about it, you'll say, oh, I know what, I can get back on the track. Yeah. And then when you're eliminating something from your life that is not positive, uh, replace it with something positive. That's so good. And it's it's a it, when you do that and you live that way, it becomes a lifestyle, not just, oh, this is what I do in January and I fail or I do it for the first three months and then I fail. It becomes your lifestyle yes. of what you're what you do with yeah. your life every day. So like for me, for this for the holidays, I actually kind of get more bunkered down. Because I'm like, I'm going to accomplish these goals. This is the hardest time to accomplish it. And so I'm going to punch these goals in the face. <laughs> but not everybody's like that. Uh, eat the frog first. Or yeah, whatever. that's yeah, that's, that's it. it. Eat, it's, eat that frog. Yeah, so we just want to encourage you. You can do it. You can spend time with God every day. You can grow as a Christian. You can lead that family member to the Lord. You can be consistent in going to church on a, a, yes. a, as often as you can. You can replace those negative things that you've had in your life that you want to eliminate, and you can replace them with the power of the Holy Spirit. And it can be done. So we just want to encourage you. You can get back on track. That's great. And this is Tice Talks. Where it's more than a conversation. <laughs>